Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday night. Hope everybody's having a great evening so far. And you're ready to discuss this latest news story about uh, the Tennessee Titans getting now implicated and embroiled in the middle of Brian Flores' lawsuit alleging racial discrimination in the NFL's hiring practice. This is a story that broke in the middle of uh, the afternoon today. In fact, I was on the air with the radio show when this came down, just a little before 11 o'clock, I think, is when this happened. And since then, we've seen a lot of different things coming out of a lot of different places, all leading back to former head coach Mike Malarkey, who, of course, is not joining Brian Flores' class action lawsuit, but is the reason that another former Titans coach is joining Brian Flores' lawsuit. So we're going to talk about the flamethrower that Mike Malarkey took to Titans' ownership. It almost feels like unintentionally, uh, because this was an interview that was done over a year ago. We'll get to that. We'll talk about potential discipline that the Titans could or could not face. And then we'll do a Brimac bounce back, as is the custom, each and every Thursday evening when we do the primetime show. Before we get this thing off and rolling on a Thursday night, I need you guys to share this show around on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. If you're hanging out with us on Facebook Live, do us the courtesy of sharing this show. Share, sharing out of public is how you do so. Uh, that's in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. If you are on Twitter, please retweet the show. That is in the bottom right-hand corner of your screen. And if you are someone who views us on YouTube or on Twitch, please do us the courtesy of subscribing to the A to Z Sports channel where you can get our live stream coverage seven days a week. A lot of interesting subject matter, a lot of ground to cover tonight, and happy to have you guys in for tonight's show. Brian Coburn says, oh man, I'm putting on my seatbelt for tonight's show. Well, good. Buckle up, baby, because I got a lot of things to say, a lot of things to talk about. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new to the show, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Two Rivers Ford. I was out at Two Rivers Ford today. My, uh, I ordered, I custom ordered my 2022 Ford Explorer. I had to go pick up my new tags for it. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. I'll tell you how you can do what I did with the same built-for-you program, tworiversford.com. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs is what Brymac offers you. And the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com, the official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, and of prime time. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So this is a fascinating story that has materialized today. Now, if you're unfamiliar with the subject matter, there's a lot of different layers to this, a lot of different layers to the latest reporting or the latest development in the Brian Flores lawsuit. So at about what? 11 o'clock today, a little before 11 o'clock today, Adam Schefter reported that former Cardinals head coach Steve Wilkes, who also, by the way, interviewed to be the Titans head coach in 2018 when Mike Frabel uh, ultimately ended up being the candidate, and Ray Horton, who many of you will remember was the defensive coordinator under uh, Ken Wisenhunt and then under Mike Malarkey for a year as he finished up as the interim head coach in the 2015 season. So Ray Horton and Steve Wilkes, two coaches of color in the NFL, 
Both have spent multiple stints in the NFL and both feel that they have been wronged in a similar fashion as Brian Flores, who, of course, is suing the NFL for racial discrimination in its hiring practices. And these two coaches have just jumped on board. So there's a lot of different information that is coming out of this. And for one, for the local tie, the Tennessee Titans are now implicated in all of this. Horton was the defensive coordinator for two seasons here in Tennessee, right? 14 and 15. He ended up interviewing for the head coaching job at the end of the 15 season. When, of course, we know that Mike Malarkey was given the job. His lawyers, Ray Horton's lawyers, say that he was given, quote, a completely sham interview done only to comply with the Rooney rule and to demonstrate an appearance of equal opportunity and a false willingness to consider a minority candidate for the position. The Titans ended up hiring Mike Malarkey, as we all remember well, and that was my first year down here. That was my first season down here, the 15 season. And I remember that there was a lot of consternation about how the Titans went about the hiring process. Because at that point, Amy Adams Strunk really wasn't, was just getting into the, you know, the running the show role, right? They had brought back Steve Underwood as the former team president. Steve Underwood was very much involved in the team at the time. They were looking for just basically somebody to be a rudder for this ship that the NFL had been very curious about, basically saying, hey, who the hell is running this operation over there? Because at the time, Amy had not yet become the controlling owner of the Tennessee Titans. So Titans hired Malarkey. That was their guy for the job. Ray Horton left to go be the defensive coordinator in Cleveland. He has since retired from the NFL. So where did this come from all of a sudden? Because we're, I mean, we're coming on six years removed from Ray Horton not getting an opportunity or not being the head coach here in Tennessee. Where is this coming from? Well, it just so happens that Mike Malarkey did a podcast at some point two years ago that is just now starting to sniff the light of day because that's the reason that Ray Horton is now involved in Brian Flores' lawsuit. So I want to start with your Two Rivers Four take, and then you're going to hear from Mike Malarkey. The question is, what was your first reaction to the Mike Malarkey audio clip? And if you haven't heard it, we will play it for you here in just a second. It's your Two Rivers Four take. What was your first reaction to the Mike Malarkey audio clip that has now embroiled the Tennessee Titans in controversy regarding racial discrimination in the NFL's hiring practices. Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. It's your Two Rivers Ford Take. That is, as always, presented by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, since 1983, has been Middle Tennessee's go-to dealership, and that certainly is not changing anytime soon. That's because they do business with honesty and integrity. They do business with a non-commissioned sales staff that's not going to put any pressure on you when you're looking for your next vehicle. They do business with quality American-made Ford vehicles and give you great options as to how you want those, those quality American-made Ford vehicles. The Built For You program allows you to select any new Ford, any color, with any customizable accessories. Two Rivers Ford will build it for you and deliver it right to your door. It's the Two Rivers Ford difference. Two Rivers Ford... Build your own Ford at tworiversford.com or at the dealership in Mount Juliet. So, this is a fascinating situation that the Titans have now gotten themselves embroiled. Well, they haven't gotten themselves embroiled in, even though it seems that their hiring practices are being brought under scrutiny. And, you know, I, I remember this being a bit of a cluster 
when Malarkey was hired. And hell, I remember that process being uh, going down pretty quickly. Steve Wilkes, by the way, interviewed, as we mentioned at the top of the show, interviewed for the job that Mike, Mike Vrabel ended up getting. So all of this comes down, and it's the, the source material for this lawsuit, for Ray Hart, Horton's part in this lawsuit, comes from a Steelers Realm podcast back in 2020, where Mike Malarkey was apparently the guest and was asked about any regrets that he had across his coaching career, because, of course, Mike Malarkey has also recently retired from the NFL. Well, Mike, if you could turn back the clock, where would uh, – I probably hate these questions, but would there be anything during your coaching career that you might have done differently or changed? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys this. Uh, I've always prided myself in doing the right thing. Um in this business, and I can't say that's true about everybody in this business. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very cutthroat business, and a lot of guys will tell you that. But I, I allowed myself uh, at one point when I was in Tennessee uh, to get caught up in something I, I regret, and I still regret it. But uh, the ownership there, uh, Amy Adams Strunk and her family came in and, and told me I was going to be the head coach in 2016 uh, before they went through the, the Rooney Rule. And so I sat there knowing I was the head coach in 16 as they went through this fake hiring process, knowing I knowing a lot of the coaches that they were interviewing, knowing how much they prepared to go through those interviews, knowing that, that everything they could do and they had no chance of getting that job. And actually the GM, John Robinson, he was in on the interview with me. He, he had no idea why he's interviewing me that I have the job already. And I feel like, you know, I regret that's because I pride myself in my, my kids first if they do the right thing. And I always said that to the players, and here I am, the head guy not doing it. And I've regretted that since then. It was a the wrong thing to do. I, I'm sorry I did that, um, but it was not the way to go about it. Should have interviewed like everybody else and got hired because of the interview, not not early on. So that's that's probably my biggest regret. Wow, that's a touching story, and appreciate you sharing that with us. It's yeah, so cool. it's not it's not hard it's not hard to do the right thing. It's really not. You can, get, you can get caught up in this business. So that's Mike Malarkey, what, four, almost uh, almost five years after the fact on the Steelers Realm podcast. And, you know, again, that's two years ago that this interview took place, and it didn't create this kind of traction. Now, apparently, Ray Horton, somebody brought this to his attention. Somebody in the football world heard this interview on the Steelers Realm podcast and said, hey, Ray. You remember how how you didn't get that Titans gig a couple of years ago? Turns out you never had a chance because um, Brian Coburn says Buck eats fear for breakfast. And the question that I've asked you guys is, what was your first reaction to the Mike Malarkey thing? I, eats, I don't even know what the – I almost said a bad word there. Brian, apologies. I try not to uh, try not to use the F-bomb. I don't think I've ever said the F-bomb. On the primetime show, but you almost got me there, Brian. I don't even I don't know what the hell that means, you know, that I eat fear for breakfast. What on earth does that mean? No, I find compelling subject matter interesting. And I I gravitate towards compelling subject matter. Buddy, this is interesting. No, it's not a top five running backs in the AFC list put out by a gambling website that nobody gives a shit about. No, this is actual this is actual subject matter that you can sink your teeth into and gets into the dirty business of the NFL. This shit is rotten to its core. And I love it, love it because it's fascinating to see how this works and it's applicable to almost any major business model. So eats fear for breakfast. No, I just like interesting stuff. And if that scares you, Brian, 
I'm so sorry that that would that would frighten you that way. I'm so sorry that you feel that I have sensed your fear about the idea that your team is getting sued right now and that I want to talk about it. Oh, no. I mean, I don't have pearls. I've never worn pearls. Maybe I'll do my best Jock Peterson impression. Come to come to the primetime show on Sunday night with a pearl necklace. But in the meantime, Brian, you're just going to have to eat it because this, I mean, not in the same way that I eat fear allegedly for breakfast, you're going to have to eat this subject matter because this is fascinating stuff. And the Titans have just become part of the biggest story in the NFL this offseason, not transaction related. You know, the transactions ultimately supersede the legal side of things. But there's a lot of questions that this Mike Malarkey thing brings up. And I actually had, I called my buddy Dan Lust, who's a sports attorney. We had him do a, a spot on the radio show about this. And Dan had actually reached out to me before I even uh, saw the uh, saw the message. And, and we'll play some, some of Dan. He's legally trained. He had great insight on how much of this is hearsay. Because um, that's, that's the, that's the, that's the legal term for what it is that you've just heard. Hearsay is the, uh, hearsay is what the, is what the, uh, is what we've just played for you. That audio is going to, whether it's uh, admissible in court or not is irrelevant. That's going to be termed hearsay, but Mike Malarkey is now going to be subpoenaed because of the hearsay that has just been taking place on the podcast. For those of you asking, well, isn't this just a he he said, she said type situation? Yes, but it's going to have legal ramifications for a guy who was just probably doing, you know, a favor to somebody in Pittsburgh from when uh, Mike was a player and a coach there with the Steelers for a good amount of time at the start of his career, both the start of both of his careers coming out of Florida as a tight end. Now he's going to be in the middle of this lawsuit and he's just, brought the Titans two years later into the middle of this lawsuit. Jamie Lehu says, brings up the interview that uh, that Ray Horton did with Paul Kaharski will be used as a defense for ownership. Now, Jamie, I don't know if you read that article. Paul, Paul did a great job bringing that back up, an interview that he did with Ray Horton, because at the time there were allegations from the Fritz Pollard Alliance, who is, um, it's an organization that is there to monitor and police the lack of minority hiring in the NFL. They spoke on behalf of Ray Horton at the time saying that he was um, either disappointed or he, he felt some kind of, he had a, what basically what the Fritz Pollard Alliance said on behalf of Ray Horton was that he didn't feel like that interview did him justice. And Ray Horton, after the fact, came out and said, yeah, you know what? I felt fine about the interview. They, they don't speak for me on this matter. Now, since then, Ray Horton has learned that the interview that he did was really no interview at all because Mike Malarkey has done a podcast saying, yeah, I, I had the job. Like, those guys didn't know. I deeply regret it. I took the job anyway, but I felt bad about it, which, you know, you can... Mike Malarkey, the, the nobility of what Mike is doing. Mike did the right thing in this interview, but he didn't do the right thing at the time, which was be like, hey, uh, if this is all true, again, these are allegations, um, in the same way that we have to, you know, that we have to be careful around talking in talking in extremes or talking in definitives here in the same way that we kind of do that or don't do that. Don't speak in definitives around the Deshaun Watson stuff. That's the same way that we're going to try and that we're going to keep that we're going to treat this malarkey situation. But if the type the Rooney rule is one of the most scrutinized rules in all of American sports, right? Does it actually accomplish the goal? The result of the Rooney rule has been no. 
it has not accomplished the goal that it was set out to do, to promote and encourage and to ultimately help the lack of minority coaches, general managers, coordinators. Ownership is all, all white except for two, Shad Khan and Kim Pagula are the only minority owners in the NFL at this point. That has a trickle-down effect, and the workforce, the labor, notices that when it's 70% black, right? So all of this stuff is being done as the NFL's attempt to say, hey, we're trying to do something, but the solution that they've come up with, this Rooney rule, it's deeply flawed, right? Because it creates the potential for dummy interviews, for fake interviews, for Ray Hortons of the world. Jim Caldwell stopped taking NFL interviews because he was being used, he felt, often as a minority candidate uh, checklist item so that the team could satisfy the Rooney rule and then ultimately go on to hire the coach that they wanted to hire. This has happened to countless coaches. And it's also a product of the Rooney rule, the very thing that was instituted to try and correct this problem. It hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. And I wish that I had a solution. I hate I hate doing shows like this where I get up here and I'm passionate about a topic, but I ultimately, it I, I don't have a solution. I wish that I did. It's very complex. It, you can't tell billionaires who to hire. This rule is trying to do that. And it hasn't worked in any way. I mean, not in any way, shape, or form. But I mean, we've gone we've gone backwards as far as the amount of candidates. Not that that number has to hold solid each and every year, but it certainly can't have shrunk the way that it has. And maybe that's what happens when you apply pressure on people who don't like being who don't like being told how to run. You know, basically how to play with their toys is what the NFL is trying to do with the Rooney rule to tell the billionaires how it is that they need to play with their toys. The toys being the multi-billion dollar franchises that they have all purchased as play things. So all of this is, is super complex. And Mike Malarkey, while his, while his intentions seem to be good and he seems to have legitimate remorse about being a part of the problem that the Rooney rule has helped create. It's worth noting. He still took the job. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know whether Mike, I don't know if this absolves Mike Malarkey of his part in it after the fact. I don't, my, Mike Malarkey, no commented to ES or basically didn't, he, ESPN reached out to him. ESPN like sent him an email. Mike Malarkey doesn't give out his phone number the way that a lot of NFL coaches do to media members just for the purposes of like, you know, to check in on things. Be like, hey, this is, this is a story that I've gotten. Is this accurate in your opinion? Or do you have to give you the opportunity as a media member to a coach Hey, I'm going to give you the opportunity to comment on this. It's very common for NFL coaches and, and media members to exchange phone numbers so that you can do those follow-ups. And if the coach doesn't like something that you write or that you say, they can call and bitch you out. That's how it works. Um, but with all of this, the Titans are now embroiled in a, in a controversy that doesn't have a clean answer either because we're going to talk about discipline. And if they broke, the rule is in place, right or wrong, the rule however you feel about the rule. And I feel a certain type of way about this rule, even as I understand the the need for there to be more equitable hiring practices or just, Frank, not even more equitable, just equitable, just equitable hiring practice. I wish this stuff would come about organically. The problem is it wasn't, and they tried to fix it, and the shit didn't work. So now we're looking at this situation and saying, okay, well, what happens if they're found, if they're found, guilty for lack of a better term or if 
the stuff that Brian Flores, Steve Wilkes, and Ray Horton are getting ready to throw at now four member institutions of the NFL, Dolphins, Giants, um, Dolphins, Giants, Broncos, already with Flores, now five, including the Cardinals and the Ravens, because Steve Wilkes is alleging that he was just a bridge co- coach for the guy that the that the team ultimately wanted to hire, which ended up being Cliff Kingsbury. So there's a lot of this stuff that is going to be super complex. And I, I think that the answers are going to, we're very much going to find out as this thing rolls along, because there's not really, you know, there's not really precedent for this. Johnny Cochran used to threaten to sue the league to the NFL all the time for its hiring practices and the lack of representation, given how much of the how much of the workforce was of a different race than the people who were running the show and the people who are playing in the league and wanting future opportunities in football. After you retire, you want to go into coaching? You want to be an assistant coach? You want to be a strength and conditioning coach? You want to be a head coach? You want to be a GM? You want to own a team? How do I do that? Well, <laughs> the route has not become clear for those the amount of workforce that there is being cranked out and the way that the NFL spits these guys out uh, after that's done with them, that they're trying to get back in and they don't necessarily have a path to do so because they feel that they're fighting against a thing that there's not an answer to defeat or to break through, right? Uh, The goalposts are something that's regularly moved on minority coaches who are trying to find ways to advance their position in the league. And that's really an unfortunate part of the, uh, part of the, uh, part of the equation here. Terry Lynn brings up a good point. We've only had head coach, white head coaches, right? Yes. Titans are one of one of, I don't know the number, but, uh, Jim Trotter did a really good job with this at the Super Bowl in a, in a, in a media session with Roger Goodell. This was right after the Brian Flores or, you know, within a week of the Brian Flores lawsuit being dropped, I think maybe two weeks. Uh, it was between the senior bowl and the uh, Senior Bowl is when the lawsuit dropped. Super Bowl is when Goodell was interviewed. And Jim Trotter brought up, he had he had a list. These X amount of NFL franchises have never had a minority coach. Tennessee Titans are one of them. And it's fair to note that under Mike Vrabel, they've never had a minority coordinate, right? It's it's And rightly or wrongly, that's something that is now going to be scrutinized. Because Mike Vrabel, the process that was, was involved in hiring Mike, is going to be scrutinized just as the malarkey process is now going to be scrutinized heavily as well. The only difference between Mike Vrabel and Mike Malarkey, Mike Malarkey was on a podcast that is now going to see him subpoenaed to be uh, interviewed, to be uh, to be questioned about his role and what he is now implicating, which is the fact that the Titans may have done things against the rules. And by the way, how it, like I said, like I said, and, and I know I'm rambling here, and this is this is probably going to be a longer show than we normally do, but I'm fascinated by this stuff. I love this shit. Um, you know, I don't love I don't love the idea that the that the local professional football team may or may not have gone against the hiring practices that the NFL is actively trying to change, and that we all are actively trying to change. I think for the most part, um, you know, I don't know everybody's opinions on stuff like this in the in the show tonight, but I feel like for the most part. Everybody is working towards being an agent of good, an agent of change, an agent of progress. I think that you guys, you know, I think that you guys handle yourselves with such maturity when we talk about, or at least the vast majority of you guys will have, you know, one shit bird every once in a while that pops into the comment section. But I think the vast majority of you guys handle this stuff so gracefully. And I'm grateful, hugely grateful to you for that, because these can be complex conversations to have. But um, looking at all of this, looking at all of this, if the if the Titans broke the rules, there has to be some kind of discipline. And what that discipline looks like 
is a question that we're going to get into here in just a second. Um, so basically, the question is, what was your reaction to Mike Malarkey, uh, the audio of Mike Malarkey on that podcast, detailing the ways in which he was hired, allegedly, against the Rooney rule? Uh, MB says, Buck, thanks for having the guts to tackle this subject. I hope Austin and Zach do it tomorrow, too. I I don't know. How, I mean, I don't know that they wouldn't under normal circumstances. I don't know how you can't, right? This is one of the biggest stories in sports, and it happens to be locally based. Uh, there's even... I, have guts to tackle this. No, this is the shit I, I love to talk about stuff like this because this is really, this is how the league works outside of, you know, um, how tight end X is going to match up against linebacker Y in coverage and shit like that. You know, we could do that every year. This, this is stuff that's fresh, uh, fresh material, fresh ground for us to tread. Um, I wouldn't call a chance uh, to rub elbows with the front office office. I may not get the job, but I sure would use getting their number to refer them to how well my son most mansion lawns his dad's worldwide who appears to be taking a shot at NFL ownership. So what was your reaction? Again, I'll play the audio for you in case you missed it. If you're just now joining us, we're discussing the idea that Mike, Malor- M- Mike Malarkey, two years later, uh, two years after he did an initial interview, has just taken a blowtorch to Titans ownership here. Well, Mike, if you could turn back the clock, where would, uh... yeah, I probably hate these questions, but would there be anything during your coaching career that you might have done differently or changed? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I'll, I'll tell you guys this. Uh, I've always prided myself in doing the right thing um, in this business, and I can't say that's true about everybody in this business. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very cutthroat business, and a lot of guys will tell you that. But uh, I allowed myself uh, at one point when I was in Tennessee uh, to get caught up in something I, I regret, and I still regret it. But uh, the ownership there, uh, Amy Adams Strunk and her family came in and, and told me I was going to be the head coach in 2016 uh, before they went through the, the Rooney rule. And so I sat there knowing I was the head coach in 16 as they went through this fake hiring process, knowing I knowing a lot of the coaches that they were interviewing, knowing how much they prepared to go through those interviews knowing that, that everything they could do and they had no chance of getting that job. And actually the GM, John Robinson, he was in on the interview with me. He's, he had no idea why he's interviewing me that I have the job already. And I feel you know, I regret that's because I pride myself in my, my kids first that they do the right thing. And I always said that to the players and here I am the head guy not doing it. And I've regretted that since then. It was a the wrong thing to do. I, I'm sorry I did that. Um, but it was not the way to go about it. Should have interviewed like everybody else and got hired because of the interview, not not early on. So that's that's probably my biggest regret. Wow, that's touching story, and appreciate you sharing that with us. It's yeah, so it's not, it's not hard. It's not hard to do the right thing. It's really not. That's you can true. get you can get caught up in this business. So that was Mike Malarkey. Sorry for the brief technical difficulty there. That was Mike Malarkey talking about the Rooney Rule process that saw uh, that is the source material for Ray Horton's part in this lawsuit against the NFL. Really, really interesting stuff. And by the way, I I'm I am way behind on the comments. <laughs> I am way behind on the comments. So apparently Brian Coburn, who I uh, chewed out a little bit was defending me or or uh, taking up for me in some way. I apologize, Brian. It's I, I do that sometimes. I wish there was a better way for me to keep your guys' comments in context and for me to keep up with all of them. But we're fortunate here that so many of you comment and that I uh, I tend to lose track of them when I get 
rolling on a subject matter. So listen, uh, how this plays out is what we're going to get into uh, coming up next. I think there's a, you know, some of you are going to be disgusted with your football team. Some of you are going to say, hey, this is a private company. They should they should be able to hire who they like. And I think I think that any rash judgments, because I'm not I'm not on one side or the other. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say on the matter. Okay. If the Titans broke the Rooney rule, then they have to face punishments for breaking the Rooney rule. There's no way around it. It's unfortunate if it happened. These are allegations. And just for reference, the Titans. I did ask the Titans for a statement. They did put one out. I'll pull it up uh, from the text I have from their PR department. This is the statement that the Titans put out regarding this. They're not. They're not being. Uh, they're not claiming responsibility for this. And listen, legally, that would be unwise to uh, implicate yourselves if you feel like there's protections around it. And there are some that are worth noting because the timeline of this is something that's going to be brought into question as well. Um, their, their statement on this, our 2016 head coach search was a thoughtful and competitive process, fully in keeping with the NFL guidelines and our own organizational values. We can get, we conducted detailed in-person interviews with four talented individuals, two, two of whom were diverse candidates. Those two were Tyrell Austin, uh, or, uh, Tyrell Austin and, uh, and Ray Horton, uh, Tyrell Austin, who was a defensive coordinator, I think for the Lions and the Steelers defensive back coach uh, at a couple other places. Those were the two minority candidates that they interviewed. They also interviewed Doug Marone along with Mike Malarkey, right, for that 16 coaching hire before Mike Malarkey was made full-time from interim. No decision was – two of whom were diverse candidates, the statement goes on to say. No decision was made and no decision was communicated prior to the completion of all of our interviews, which is, of course, not what Mike Malarkey is saying. Mike Malarkey is saying that – He's not saying who told him. Well, he actually is saying who told him. He's saying the Adams family came in. Amy and his Amy and her family came in and said, "Yeah, this is this. It's your job, right?" So uh, while we are committed, uh, while we are proud of our commitment to diversity, we are dedicated to continued growth as an organization to foster diversity and inclusion in our workplace and community. So what they're saying is, yeah, that's not true. While we are proud of our commitment to diversity, so they're saying they are committed to uh, maintaining the beliefs of the uh, of the NFL's diversity programs, they are also acknowledging a continued growth as an organization to foster foster. So they're saying, yeah, we did this the right way in our estimation, but we're not. We're saying, yeah, there's still room for improvement, basically. So a lot of this is a lot of this is is you know uh, a lot of this is going to be fascinating. And I don't know when we'll have a resolution on this. This is not something I expect, you know, I don't expect them to come out and say, hey, uh, you know what? Uh, Loss of draft picks here in two weeks. Like, I don't think the NFL is going to bring the hammer down that way. And I'm not entirely certain how the NFL would bring the hammer down at all. But what I do know is that a lot of the NFL's internal investigations are not satisfactory uh, by places that are digging into them a little bit harder i.e. the Washington football team, which has many, many, many deeper and more sinister allegations against it, Um, so much so that the NFL did an investigation on Dan Snyder and the Washington football team. The United States Congress said, you know what, that's not good enough. We're going to do our own investigation. And now Dan Snyder is as close to being out as an NFL owner as ever he's been. These are not similar situations, right? But 
This is a classic example of what Brian Flores and now Ray Horton and Steve Wilkes are suing the NFL for. So how this goes about, I'm I'm fascinated to see. But the thing that I want to talk about next is the kind of discipline that I think that they will face. Um, and that is something that I want to talk about coming up next. The question that I want to ask you regarding this topic is, what will happen to the Titans because of the Brian Flores lawsuit? And we're going to have a, a little bit of legal analysis from our buddy Dan Lust as a part of this segment too. What do you think will happen to the Titans as a part of the Brian Flores lawsuit? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team will help you win the buyer battle with the Intel Edge that only the Gary Ashton Group can provide to you. The official real estate agent of the Titans, of the Preds, who are apparently up 3-2 in Ottawa. I've got the Grizzlies game on right now, but the Preds, um, actually, there's only a handful of, uh, a handful of, I mean, there's 13, counting this one, there's 13 Preds games left and, uh, and only three counting this one Grizzlies games left, but regardless, the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage, GaryAshton.com. That's where you go. So what now happens to the Titans? Because there will not be a solution on this anytime soon. Patrick Steckman on Facebook live says fine and a loss of draft picks. If found guilty, Titans Kyle says they'll be fined if any more damning information comes out. Uh, Otis Bibbs thinks that they will be fine, not fined. Or maybe Otis is saying that they will receive a fine. Otis, if you could, more than one word would be helpful in the context of this, uh, Otis, if you would be kind enough to do that. Nikki, uh, Nick, or Nika, forgive me, Nikki, Nika Alviri, forgive me, Nika, if I've mispronounced your name says they should sue the Titans. That's bullshit. I would be upset too. Working hard to prepare for an interview only to later find out it was a sham. Well, that's exactly what's happening, Nika. They're suing the they're suing the Titans. And here's here's where it gets complex, right? Because I, I want you to hear this analysis from my buddy Dan Lust. Dan's a sports attorney, right? And anytime that there's legal stuff, every time we talk about Deshaun Watson on the radio show, I call Dan. And when this come came up, as soon as the news broke, I looked at my DMs on Twitter. Dan had already DM'd me about this. I said, Lucas, who is my producer on the radio show, I said, Lucas, call the lawyer because we need some insight on this. And specifically, what I wanted to know from Dan is how the hell does this Mike Malarkey audio implicate or what is the effect basically of the Mike Malarkey audio? By the way, Preds win 3-2 in Ottawa. That's a uh, another good win for the team that is clinging to the final postseason spot, the final wild card at fourth in the Central Division. So that's exciting for the Nashville Predators. Here's Dan Lust on the radio show today. So I'm going to give you uh, this, uh, I guess, a legal term. People have heard it, right? Hearsay. Hearsay is an out-of-court statement, right? That's not done, uh, not sworn under oath or anything like that. Certainly there are exceptions to hearsay that can come in. Um, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, this is going to be pretty relevant, right? People were spending so much time talking about the Bill Belichick text message, which is another form of hearsay, right? That's an out-of-court statement. It's not done under oath. Um, but at the end of the day, right, Mike Malarkey is going to get called, I would think, either uh, as a, you know, some form of a deposition. He might be subpoenaed in. He might be asked to, you know, uh, answer questions under oath. And, you know, he could try to walk back his comments. I, I listened to it a couple times. You know, Malarkey, the same thing I told you with Bill Belichick, right? I don't know if Bill Belichick actually knew that Dayball was going to be hired 
um, by the Giants. Malarkey might, you know, when asked again, he might say something, hey, I thought I was going to get the job. I, they were leaning towards me. Nothing was official. Nothing was signed. That's how a team like the Titans will get around it, I would think, right? Mike Malarkey, you know, he didn't sign any papers. He wasn't officially the head coach. Um, and maybe that was his perception of the event. So it's not, you know, none of these things can definitively prove, um, you know, the, the allegations here. It's certainly very helpful to the case, but people kind of need to take a step back. You know, that's why you hire, you know, high, high-powered lawyers on the other side to say, hey, Malarkey, that was his perception of the events. He ended up getting the job, but that doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. So people might be quick here to, you know, to put, to put some dirt on the grave of the Titans, right, with respect to this lawsuit. But it's just, it's just step one, right? That's why you hire lawyers to kind of fight back on the other side here. So, yeah, let's, let's see how the Titans respond. Uh, the Giants, I think, gave an effective statement when uh, they got these Bill Belichick text messages. I imagine the Titans will say something like that. Malarkey – you know, that's his perception of events back in 2020, speaking of events that happened four years prior. Um, but, you know, but certainly the Titans are going to have their, their own view of it. So basically, to summarize all that, and Dan, Dan was great, by the way. Excellent, always excellent. Dan's a lawyer, right? He's not in this for opinions. He's not here to do hot takes. Dan's just going to – every time I call Dan, it's because I, I, need, in, I need help, right? I'm not legally trained right? I, I have friends who are lawyers. I have been around sports enough to have worked through a couple of legal stories across, you know, several different kinds of law. That doesn't make me qualified in the least to be able to speak on this with above average intelligence. I certainly think that I can, you know, talk about these stories, but every time I need like the nuts and bolts of these things, I call Dan and Dan was great on the, it, it's the, the, by the way, that's from the radio show. Uh, the Buck Rising Show, if uh, if you guys don't subscribe to the podcast of the radio show, or you can hear it from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone here locally in Nashville. Dan Lust has has done a lot of great work for my radio show uh, off that. He's got his own podcast where he covers only the legal side of these events in sports, and he does this really well. So what Dan is basically saying, to summarize it, is, yeah, uh, Mike Malarkey's thing it helps helps. Brian Flores' case doesn't prove anything. Doesn't prove anything. He'll be subpoenaed. He will be questioned by lawyers from the league. He will be questioned by Brian Flores' lawyers. He will be questioned by lawyers for the Titans, who will go through every step of the things, of the measures that the Titans have put in to protect themselves. Like, for example, the fact that, allegedly, Mike Malarkey already had the job before John Robinson was hired, as Mike Malarkey is alleging, but the Mike Malarkey hire not being made official until two days after John Robinson was officially hired. So there are some protections that you can see, theoretically, that the team put in place to not have them implicated in a Rooney rule violation situation. These are all things that are going to come up. They're not takes from Dan. It's just pure legal fact, and that's why it's important. We'll leave the takes for for uh for you guys and you know obviously I have strong opinions about certain things but I try not to have strong opinions about things that have legal gray area right I think I think everybody deserves a fair opportunity for due process how much of this actually bears out a resolution um uh how much of this actually bears out a resolution is a is a different matter entirely, right? Whether justice in whatever sense of the term you use justice is served remains to be seen. And 
listen, there's plenty of stuff that is is done from I, I hear people who say, you know, some of this is just bitter coaches who are pissed off about not getting a job that they wanted. Some of them have legitimate complaints, right? Not, you know, nothing is 100% so. But when you work your way through these things, it does shine a light on the ugly part of the NFL business, allegedly, that the Titans are alleged to have participated in. That's an important, allegedly is the most important rule in all of this because nothing has been proven as fact. Those details still have to work out. The malarkey audio, though, is a kick in the ass for other coaches of color to say, hey, if this happened to Ray or if this happened to Steve, what's to say this didn't happen to me too? And to start to really question in more detail with more force and more numbers, which up until this point, Brian Flores did not have, with more strength and more numbers uh, than the class action suit previously had. We'll see how it plays out over the coming months and potentially years. Uh, Ben Hall says, this is exactly the story Buck likes because it fits the worldview he sees. Well, I, I, you know, I, what world, I guess, Ben, I would ask you, well, what do you think my worldview is? I'd ask you to expand because I don't think, I, I think I'm pretty good about not, not being married to one philosophy or another, other than, you know, I don't like racism and I don't like things that promote racially charged hiring practices or racially insensitive things or sexually discriminatory things or, you know, gender discriminatory things. I just don't like, I don't, I'm not down with discrimination. You know what I'm saying? Like perpetually not a fan of discrimination. So if that's the worldview that you're, that you're portraying for me, I'm inclined to agree. If you feel that my worldview is differently uh, or is different, or maybe it comes across across differently than I think I'm portraying it. I, I certainly welcome that conversation, Ben. Um, but I would say to you in the same way that I'm telling you not to make assumptions about Mike Malarkey, Steve Wilkes, Ray Horton, or the Titans, I would say, you know, afford me that same benefit because you have no idea what my worldview or my politics actually are. Uh, I think they would be, uh, I think it would surprise a lot of people, but you know, of course this is not a political show. Uh, let's move on and let's talk about a, uh, a Brimac bounce back question. And then immediately, as soon as I go into that spill, he's a liberal, says Dylan, Matt. Dylan, Dylan, who is responsible for some of the dumbest comments in this chat on a regular basis, which is why we love Dylan. We, we need, we need, you want, you want Dylan on that wall. You need Dylan on that wall. And for, you know, God forbid I say wall because that, that immediately will make me a conservative, right? <laughs> So just this stuff is funny. I appreciate that. Dylan, you're always welcome here. I know you and I have had our back and forth, and I appreciate you for that. He's a liberal. Get him. <laughs> you guys are. Yeah. Oh, and, but Dylan brings up a good point. You didn't have the same opinion with Urban Meyer. No, because I, I saw Urban Meyer's hand in a woman's ass crack. Like I saw Urban Meyer's hand in a woman's ass crack, and that was that was that. Like that, that's all I need. I saw video evidence of Urban Meyer doing the thing that we were all accusing Urban Meyer of, uh, of being, you know, of hiring racist strengths coach. He did that. Of uh, bullying players. He did that. Of kicking kickers. He did that. Uh, Yes, you are correct. I did not have the same opinion with Urban Meyer because Urban Meyer was literally on video guilty of the things that we all were talking about. So I think that that's, that is a different case entirely, but you know. These are, this is how this thing goes. Okay, very good. Let's move on and let's talk about a Brimac bounce back. Who needs to bounce back in sports this week? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Who do you believe in sports needs to bounce back? Could be Mike Malarkey. Could be the Tennessee Titans. Could be Amy Adams-Strunk. Could be whoever. 
Pick your pick your poison. Could be the Lakers, but not making the playoffs. Plenty of people hate LeBron James. <laughs> Maybe you want to make LeBron your bounce back candidate. Anyway, let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. While you do so, I will tell you about Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com is where you go for satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac is the best in the business, and they are dedicated to put you in your comfort zone. That is their express job. That is their express mission. Whether it's commercial, whether it's residential, Brymac has you covered. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac Mechanical. Okay. So, this uh, this who is uh, who needs to bounce back this week? Uh, Stephen King says Tiger Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods at the Masters was absolutely electric. Uh, it was uh, you know I, he was limping a couple of times. Uh, he was limping a couple of times, which made me nervous throughout the course of the day. He looked to be clearly in pain at certain points, but he still finished under par in the first round of the Masters. Tiger Woods is out there for blood, man, and I love it. I love it. Even even if he ends up missing the cut, I think that there's so much to love about any Tiger Woods story, especially he's 56 years old, guys, or 46 years old. Sorry, he's not 56 years old. Um, Actually, let me fact check that because Tiger, Tiger's 97 Masters win was, uh, was 25 years ago. Tiger Woods, he can't be 56. No, he's 46. Okay. I get, I put I put 10 years on him. Understandably so. Tiger Woods has been a part of our lives for a very, very long time. But Tiger Woods at 46 trying to bounce back. It's a great story. Tiger Woods deserves uh the bounce back for sure. Um, the golf universe says uh uh Corey D. Jackson needs to bounce back. Mr. Woods is on the prowl. You love to see it. Puka says Vandy Baseball needs to bounce back after getting their asses kicked by Tennessee. Um, Tennessee uh swept them in their series a couple of uh, what last weekend, I have not seen what Vandy has done since then. Have they continued to slide Puka? Forgive me. I have not kept pace with uh, I have not kept kept pace with Vanderbilt at this point. I'll tell you though, who I think needs to bounce back the most at this point. I think the people that need to bounce back are the new England Patriots because Rob Gronkowski did an interview. Um, oh, he was on Jimmy Kimmel. Gronk was. Gronk did an interview on Jimmy Kimmel, and he took a shot at the Patriots on the way out the door. Thank you, Doc. Isn't that funny? It really tickles me that that goes on. Have you seen that sort of stuff happen before where guys know they need one more to hit some performance bonus? Yes, I've seen it before, actually. Not with the Patriots, though. I mean, they'll probably pull you before you hit that bonus there. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, I shouldn't have said that. No, Uh, you shouldn't have uh, said that, but you did say it. I'm glad you did. did. You're welcome. (laughs) But uh, no, no, with the Bucks, I mean, no, they're down, you know, know, for the players to collect all their money uh, Uh that they possibly can, uh, which is great. But I've seen it the year before. The Bucks did it uh, with a certain wide receiver that was no longer with the team. Uh, So they did it the year before. That's Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> That's Gronk taking a shot about the Patriots, saying they'll pull you before you uh, make a catch that you need to hit your contract bonus. The Bucks will actively encourage it. So Gronk putting the Patriots in a body bag, saying they don't treat their players right after you know being, you know him and Brady being arguably the most successful, most effective two-player tandem in NFL history. I know you got Montana and Rice that would make the argument, but I don't know that there's been ever 
a more dominant duo of two players between Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. And it's fun to see them having fun in Tampa at the end of both of their careers. Is Gronk blonde, says G-Man on base? I mean, I don't know. I've never looked at Gronk's hair color, but uh, perhaps. I think he usually shaves it, so it, it would be tough to tell. Anyway, that's the show. Uh, that's the show for this evening. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Manning Harrison says Darren Ossie. No, uh, Manning Harrison did not win anywhere near the rate. Anywhere near the rate. The only, you you put in the, oh God, I can't believe I'm going to do a, <laughs> hey, maybe this is a summer show. Maybe we'll save it. Keep Keep that energy, Darren. Point is, they didn't win enough. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. All right. That is going to do it for us tonight. That's going to do it for us this week on the Primetime Show. I really, really appreciate your guys' participation. As always, you made this another great week. 615 Sessions is already out. We taped it this afternoon. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press, the OG, the Queen Bee, or the Queen T, rather, and Kayla Anderson of WKRN News 2 did that this afternoon off this news. We got into a lot of great points that we didn't necessarily address here on all of this stuff, so I'd invite you to go check out the 615 Sessions podcast. Radio show tomorrow is going to be a banger. Titans punter Brett Kern is going to be in studio for an hour. He's going to be our Masters Tournament analyst. We've got Coach Dave McGinnis of Titans Radio as well to talk about some draft prospects. And, of course, keep an eye on all things Tiger. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you tomorrow on the radio show at 10 a.m., Or if I don't see you there, I'll see you Sunday night on primetime at just about eight o'clock. See y'all.